Welcome to The Ancient Way. I'm James. I'm Marlia. One of the things that we kind of wanted to just jump in, or I'm going to just jump in with. Yeah, I'll do it. Is kind of a disclaimer about the guests we bring on. Um, yeah, all of them. All of them. Ever. A- across the board and those that we will bring on and whatever. Um, one thing we wanted to communicate was we, our greatest desire is to give people space to share their mm-hmm. own stuff. Um, there may be things that we completely agree with and there may be some things that we completely disagree with. Um, but we love letting people have a voice and we love hearing people's stories and where they come from and all of that. And so, Mm -hmm. well, I've had some, I've had some that I've like considered tossed in my mind too, that I've thought about inviting that are kind of far out there, but I'm like, it would be interesting. And then I, me personally, it was almost almost like a religious grid. It felt like in my mind of, I don't know, like I'm not going to, that person's too. Too religious or too this yeah, or they're too, too that. that to bring on. I don't want to like mess up the clean space, but everybody's people. Everybody's mm-hmm. a person. And like if we can bring it in here and hash it out, maybe redemptive for them, maybe redemptive for us. Like, yeah. And at the end of the day, we, you know, we, we, we kind of are in charge. It's our, it's our vibe, really. We invite people into our space. Yeah. So but we kind of orchestrate. We're not afraid of the messy conversations. Right. And we're not even afraid of the messy, um, viewpoints that may even be there. Yeah. You know, cause we, you know, we, we've had that from, I mean, you name it, we've had kind yeah. of kickback from every single kind of guest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in different ways and yeah. people well, attach the guest to us and you know, rightly yeah. I get I get I why get the, yeah. the connection would be there. But you know, I think for me, with all of this stuff, it doesn't matter if it's what I say, it doesn't matter if it's what James says, it doesn't matter if it's our guest, everything should be taken back to the Lord mm-hmm. and letting him speak into stuff and let him expand on it. Because there may be things that we say that people just don't agree with. Oh, and, yeah. It's like, maybe that's not for you in this season or maybe that's whatever. But I think you, I love, I heard somebody say this and I was like, that's, that's it, dude. It's like, don't take anything as absolute. Let the truth tell you what is true. Yeah. Like, so actually connect to Jesus, who is the truth. Yeah. Let him speak into it. Yeah. It's like, that should be the litmus test. Well, if you can do that, you can navigate anything. Yep. You can, you can listen to anything. Just take it to him. It's safe if you're with him. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, disclaimer, we're going to have a lot of... <laughs> we're going to have... We'll have some on here. Yeah, and it just may be all over the place. Yeah. And that's okay. But that's, yeah, that's really the only way you grow and, and unlock new things, mm-hmm. I think. Well, yeah, you kind of have to challenge yeah. what you're already thinking. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we could bring the exact same people in here. And yeah, but nobody's going to grow Scratch out each of other's backs <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, that's like, um, so there was something the Lord told me, like brought me to tears one day. I thought it was audible, to be honest. Somebody else said it, I think. I don't really know, but they were talking. But I heard the Lord say, um, I've been with you the whole time. And that whole time felt like an echo chamber that went into me Hmm. and like brought me to tears 
but I realize that like if we're afraid to hear different conversations or we're afraid of, you know, even if somebody says something that we don't understand, yeah, um, it's because we don't realize that God has been with us the whole time. Mm, yeah. You know, and so we're like feeling like we have to figure this out instead of like, yo, you have access to the eternal one. Yeah. Ask him. Hmm. You know, yeah. and you may not understand everything and that's okay too. Like, yeah. you know, but if you seek him, I love that scripture in Jeremiah 33, 33, like, um, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and unsearchable things that yeah. you have not known. It's like, that's all you got to do is actually be like, Hey, here it is. Yeah. Which is kind of what I wanted to go into, um, today is just talking about freedom. Cool. Like, what is freedom? What does that look like in life? What does that look like in in connection to him? What does that look like? You know, that whole reality, the fear Mm. of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. Oh, yeah. But that's freedom. When you have the fear of the Lord, like where the spirit Mm. of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yep. And I think that there's just so much that creates limitations in our person and in our being uh, because we're not fully free. We don't even believe we're fully free. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you one, what do you, how do you see freedom in connection to the Lord? And then give me some practical examples when you've seen that thing play out. Yeah. I've seen it. Well, this happened. I don't know where this thought or this phrase came from. Kind of a theme though. I, I was asking like, Speaking of freedom, like, I don't want any attachment to the world. Yeah. I don't know, like, the, to material things, to the world, like, sever any attachments to what the world. Does, what does an attachment look like to you? Oh, gosh. Let me give an example. Money's a big one. Um, Safety. I think even safety, worldly safety is another one. Security. Mm. Um, even things you love. My movie creativity is another one that that can be a attachment as well. It's like some of these things contend for his spot mm. on the priority list or whatever. Um, so I think freedom is having him as the priority. Mm-hmm. Really, everything else can fall into place after that. It's fine. And it's good to have resets too every now and then. I think it's good to sit down and reevaluate at times of, am I putting this thing, am I putting too much of myself into this? Do you not think that the Lord would lead you in that? I think he would, but I think I think sometimes. I it's think it's your a discipline. responsibility? Well, I think it's a discipline to, I think there's a tendency, I know I have it, of I'll do stuff on my own sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll get carried away. And that totally happens. And then an indicator is like if I'm getting tired or feeling exhausted, I, it's probably time to sit back and say, wait a minute. Yeah. Have I shuffled my priorities even unintentionally? And then it's always a relief to go back to, to go back to like that destiny that you feel when it's like strictly, that's, that's freedom is like nothing else matters. I've said that a thousand times and yeah. I listened to the Miley Cyrus version the other day of that Metallica song, nothing else matters, hmm. but it's true. And whenever I remember that, it is a relief to mm. me. And I remember, oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. 
That's so good. So I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, freedom looks like being aware that I'm with him yeah. in everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have to prove this thing. I don't have to even figure this thing out if I'm, if I, it's not clear right yeah. now. Like, I think there's so much, um, I call it false responsibility that we take on, mm-hmm. you know, thinking that we're responsible for people or responsible for this thing. And it's oh, like, yeah. that's not, those aren't our responsibilities. It's actually his. We can just partner with him. And we get into his heart and his desire about people and about things. And yeah, um, that's where we're not shaken in stuff is when we have his heart and we're mm-hmm. like in that vibe. And I think one thing for me about freedom is I feel it's an exhilaration that I can connect to at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like loving on people like being genuinely kind where you can see the shift on them. Yeah. Giving words of encouragement. It's just like, like it lights me up to no end, especially when I've heard from the Lord and I can speak into something. It's just like, I feel freaking invincible. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, Yeah. But no, I like that. What you said, like just being aware that he's with you or that mm-hmm. you're with him. I like doing that. I like remembering that and knowing it when I go into sketchy situations. Like yeah. it's almost like you pregame. You know, if usually you just pray without ceasing, like always being that constant awareness and communication with him and keeping your ears and eyes open. But I like to take him with me in like situations where I talk to like a bunch of teachers or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love doing that. Into those really big moments. That's where unlocking happens too. Mm-hmm. But and it, it's, I guess that results in more freedom when you take him into things like that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave artificial intelligence and the concerns I would say were pretty valid but the interesting thing about that is is it valid because that's how we see ourselves are we are we looking at them but then really seeing us oh yeah Well, I think that's when limitations break off. Yeah. You know, like there are, I think we have such a cap of things, man. We think that, right, even our purpose and our destiny or the things that make us come alive, like it's very one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And we think that it's our purpose that comes up, makes us come alive. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yo, dude, it's actually the Lord within you that just made you come alive. Yeah. It's because you flowed within him. Yeah. And it's in his spirit and it's. Oh, interesting. You know, it's it's literally at the core of it. That's the mystery of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ within us. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I've I heard some people actually Stephanie Gretzinger said this to me, not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> said this and it hit me. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> God bless it. Um but she was talking about people who are worship leaders. Yeah. And she was like, if you think that leading worship is your calling or your destiny, hmm. you're going to burn out. Yeah. Because 
leading worship is not your call, your destiny. He is your calling and he is your destiny. Yeah. And she was like, that's just an expression of it. Hmm. And it's like, he really is the center of all things. Yeah. He is, I mean, of the universe and everything else. Like that's freedom. Yeah, it is. It's being at one with him. Yeah. Well, that calling or that, the, the, the thing that you do with it is a direction or a mm-hmm. trajectory. It's like a, yeah, it's I a just direction. think it's an outlet. You it's know, an like outlet. It's yeah, a, that's it. It is one vein. Yeah. It's not the only vein, you know, sure. like, that's why I don't think that some people are endowed with better spiritual gifts than others. Yeah. Like, yeah, it says that the spirit was given to everybody without measure mm-hmm. and that, I think that gifts are activated when they're needed yeah. in different spaces. So, for example, like laying on of hands. Yeah. I think everybody has the capacity to lay hands on, but some people are like, oh, well, they're the prophetic healers or, oh, they're the prophetic words of knowledge people or the mm-hmm. words, these are the prophets and these are the teachers. And it's like, yeah. What if it's actually not about that at all? Mm-hmm. What if it's actually about at any given moment you can flow in these things? Yeah. And what if the whole fivefold ministry of evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers is to get people to be raised up into that vein? Yeah. Right? The Lord told me that a long time ago, and I've sat with that for many years is that the whole fivefold ministry, it was never about a, a title. Mm-hmm. It was that it was a function. It was a lane that people got into to get under people, to raise them up in that yeah. lane. Right. So they were in the fullness of Christ. Yeah. So it was, you teach prophets, quote unquote, teach people to hear God's voice, to connect to him for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they function in that lane. Apostles just means the sent ones. Yeah. So apostles come in and teach people how to go out. Yeah. Teachers literally just raise people up. So they learn to articulate the very things that God is doing within yeah, them. That's yeah. It's like, I don't know, like evangelists should be raising up other people to actually articulate and share the word of the Lord with people. Like, yeah share the testimonies you know it's just like this to me it's this upside down way that many things are taught yeah putting the cart before the horse yeah but it's freedom man but all of that is freedom it's because we can when we get into the fullness of things there's not one ounce of things that will hold us back Mm -hmm. well and like you even when he is the when he's your destiny he's your purpose and you're content with that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. All those other things are amplified totally from that. It's weird. It's 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 a more of a release because mm-hmm. otherwise you pour so much into these things, thinking it's your whatever you're calling. Yeah, you may do fine, but if it comes out of that place of yeah, pure content with him and pure. Like that's all you need. Those mm-hmm. other things are like they're it's free. You function in them freely, but it's like amped up. That's not what it's about though. I it's know. never been about that. Sure. It's yeah. like the whole thing has been about him. Yeah. But out of that place is where things are the fullest of what they can be. Mm-hmm. Because, but they're a byproduct. Yeah, but that's the Ephesians too. Yeah. You know, where it talks about like we're being built together as a dwelling place. Yeah. 
like we start functioning in stuff to get under other people. So they start functioning mm-hmm. in other stuff. And then we actually are the dwelling place. We are an embassy of heaven here on the earth. Yep. Yeah, I love that. The the equipping aspect of it too, getting under people. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's the whole point of freedom. Yeah. Like we're free to set other people free. Mm-hmm. Like that's that Isaiah 61. It's like we have such an honor and a a privilege walking on this earth. Yeah. To set people free, man. Yeah. Not even just people, but creation and everything else. Yeah. It's like God, I want everybody free. Yep. I want other people unlocking other people all the time. Yep. Oh, yep. Like we should all be doing it together in yep. arm, one on like right. encouraging and pushing each other further into the mysteries mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I want to see people. I want to see people with peace. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I've been like anticipating and wanting to see is. Yeah. People that aren't shaken by anything. I want to see yeah. that. Really bad. Yeah. What would that, what does that look like to be in complete and total peace? What you're saying? <sighs> I'm sorry. Dang, James is killing it with these yawns, I'm dude. sorry. If, yeah. I hope everybody knows he has yawned probably 15 times since I've started speaking. Uh, have I kidding. really? I just, that was the big one right there. That's just a joke, dude. I like to give you a hard time. That's another byproduct of what you're saying. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. The peace is. But I, I just want to see. I want to see. I want to see it. Just because. I don't know. And I want other people to see it too. Yeah. I I hope to have it for people. Like I like being able to live it. Mm. And I want other people. I want to see other people live it. I don't know. I want to see it just spread. Man, what if it's actually like. When Jesus told the disciples, like when you go into somebody's house, you say, let your peace rest upon it. Yeah. And what if we moved in such a level of peace that we would release it at any given moment and it would instantaneously shift somebody? Uh huh. I think we can. I think we do. But I want to see them take that. Yeah. I want to see them go into a room and have that peace. Totally. Not be, you know, I don't know. Not if one person's around, then it's like, if I'm with them, I'm okay. But I want people to have that. You know, that's funny that you said that. I actually wrote down yesterday a negative belief that I'd been carrying. I believed and didn't even know it, but to feel any negative emotions, Mm -hmm. I perceived them. I perceived a negative emotion to be unstable. Hmm. And I, I like realized I had all this contrast in my mind of like, well, if I'm angry about something, then I don't have peace. Mm, Interesting. And it was like, and I realized like to be content was to actually be stoic, was to actually like have no emotions. And one of the things that really just was like, holy crap, that's not it. It's like in the midst of feeling anything. Mm Mm-hmm choosing to take peace upon yourself yeah it's like you have access to peace and so you could you could have something that tries to rock your boat and you may feel like Mm -hmm. unsteady for a minute or you know you may be angry about something but you recognize no i've got access and you you access the peace in it Mm -hmm. and we've talked about that before we've talked about being in the in the very middle of something and then it's the honor of being here as you can step back and sit with him on it, mm-hmm. like whatever it is. 
yeah have a that maybe that's part of that preparing a table in the midst of like your enemies and stuff like that it's like we we can sit down and eat and look at this and be in the middle of it Mm -hmm. but you it's like i think there's a to me freedom kind of circling all the way is like freedom is knowing the fear of the lord that he is surrounding you yeah that you have access to that at any given moment yep and so you can access it just like you shared that dream about going into your father's fridge yeah it's like he is it's not even that you're unstable because in my mind i was like you have an emotion if you have a bad emotion you're unstable Mm -hmm. that's like that's not it at all just because you're feeling something it's if you start behaving through that yeah you take that on as your identity and then you start to express that Mm -hmm. then you shake everybody else's world because you're rattled or you're angry and then you project it onto other people and it's like yep or you just recognize oh this thing is within me i welcome your peace yeah it's that exchange like that's living in awareness that he is with you. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Because I was just like, well, why did why did he even give us anger if we're not allowed to have anger? Yeah. Well, that scripture, be angry and do not sin. It's like be angry. Yeah. But don't let it steer you or don't be led by it. Yeah. Exchange it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a relief to hear too, to think like it's okay to feel yeah. It's okay to feel everything. Mm-hmm. I think it actually shows the emotional intelligence that we carry. Yeah. Because it gives you understanding. It, it also makes way for compassion for other people. Totally. It's like, I know what that feels like. I know exactly what you feel like right now. Think about the Lord. He yeah. came down and had every single human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single one of them, I think. Yeah. Like he experienced the fullness of it and never stepped out of it, Mm -hmm. you know, never stepped out of the oneness. But it's like, we have the ability for that. That, that potential is within us all. Yeah, it is. I think the, I think the, the trick part of it is like being, is being aware of it or prioritizing it in that moment. Mm -hmm. I think is the, is where the key to it is. Yeah, I think so too. Is to realize like, oh, yep, he's here. This is actually a tangible, the option. Oh, yeah. I think. And obviously it's hard to see it in the middle of things, but I think that's the key to it. It's seeing him. Yep. I love this. There's a, in um, Philippians 3, it, I love the way the passion puts it, but it says, my passion is to be consumed with him. Yeah. And not to cling my, not cling to my own righteousness Mm -hmm. based in keeping the written law. My only righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And the thing about that I realized is like, that's the key is that your passion is to be consumed with him in all things and in all ways. And it's not about what your righteousness or what you're trying to even produce. Right. It's literally about his faithfulness of what he did. That's what you cling to. Mm -hmm. You cling to the finished work of like, no, he actually loves me that much. He values me that much to walk through the whole deal. Yeah. And you sit with that of like, okay, well, what did he pay for? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about really living in freedom. Yeah. Is having the remembrance of communion. Yeah. Like, I love communion, dude. It, It unlocks something in me. And it's the simplest thing of just like, 
I thank you for the reality of what you paid for. Yeah. That you have done, you went above and beyond all that I could think or imagine. Yeah. To plant yourself within me. Yeah. Like, that's freaking beautiful, dude. It is. And that's that opportunity to all right, what prioritize back to what is it? What's yeah. the point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, communion is it. Yeah, man. I love it. Even later it says, only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him yeah. in his resurrection from the realm of death. Mm-hmm. It's like oneness is the goal. Yeah. Oneness is the game. I mean, we already are one, but yeah. we're also coming to the reality that we are one. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think about that, like, because we've been kind of in the train of, or the vein of like the creative arts and worship and all yeah. of that. But it's like, what does, for you, what does freedom in worship look like? What would that, what would that expression be? Oh, well, a lot of times it looks like crying, <laughs> I guess would be the, what's the absence of yourself. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's completely real. I think it's, lo- yeah, it's losing all inhibition. Mm-hmm. I always think of it as like... Um, which which is having no attachment to the world. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think they're like, to not, for me, when I heard you say that, I was like, okay, well, what does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, not having attachment to the world is that I'm not looking for anything. I don't need anything Yeah. from things, from people. Like I, I am in a place where I only give. Yeah. I only release. Um, I'm not concerned about myself. Mm, I like that. I don't need anything from, from the world, from yeah. people. Yeah. He didn't. No. He said, I have bread you don't even know about. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. His hmm. substance was from a different domain. And I think that for yeah. for me, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's what that is for me. It's deriving my entire substance and being from his realm, from his domain. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's go off on a little crazy. Are you ready? Oh. I heard this once. Do you think that God created everything that already needs to be created? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just thinking about it. We may not know about it yet. What do you think about us being co-creators? I mean, you you want to get like super scientific? You're talking about new elements in that kind of depth? New creatures. I think. I mean, I think it's possible. New angelic beings. I'm not, yeah. New. Do you think we could we have the power to create? Yeah, I think so. On that level, if we were made in His image, this is going to get weird. Yeah. No. These are just thoughts I've been <laughs> this is pondering. Weird. Good. Good. So you're saying? Do you? Do I think that He has created everything that needs to be or will ever be created? Yeah. Maybe not will ever be created. Do you think that we could, in partnership with him, create like? I think so. 
out of the words of our mouth? I think we'd have the authority to do it, yeah. I think so. Like, what if... What if we grew an eyeball back for somebody? I think that's that's bringing... I think that's creative. Yeah. That's a creative miracle. But then new creatures? Yeah, what if... Hell, probably. What if we had to create, like, angels, like... What if there were new portals, like, that the demonic stuff were trying to open, and the Lord was like, hey, create an angel and put it in... Yeah. In charge of that oh, gate. Oh, yeah. Like, shut that he gate. He tells us to. I think it's possible, yeah. I'm totally. just saying, I no, think totally. that would be crazy. Yeah. And kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, if he were to if he were to tell you, hey, yeah. do this, or speak this, or do it, you would do it. Yeah. And that would be it. It would rock your theology a little bit, though. Yeah. Or expand your mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally open to it. I think so. We're made in his image. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I'm down for it. What if we could actually go to other planets? Yeah. You know what I've thought about before? What's that? We're getting getting into freedom, dude. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What if the universe, galaxies, is a physical, represents physically the state of life itself, like humanity, all created beings, God. What if it's the physical representation of us collectively? Expand. I don't know that I can. Okay, let's say, okay, okay, here we go. Here's a smaller version of it. Uh, We've talked about this before. The weatherman comes on, hey, it's going to storm. What if because of what he says, everybody believes it's going to storm and that's what creates the storm? I know there's like, they can track it and stuff, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, if somebody comes over on the news and says. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza has been proving this, right? No, I have no idea. He talks about the collective consciousness. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. And so what if everything that exists physically, including planets, is all. What if as humanity itself comes into alignment with the Lord? What if that's when everything starts to change? What if that's when the trees start to get greener and bigger? Oh, I totally think so. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, Dr. Joe Dispenza has been going into the collective consciousness. They have done mm. studies. Yeah. Because, you know, he's just a neuroscientist. Like, the dude just studies the brain. He's yeah. not, he just gets people into a meditative state. Uh-huh. They literally have ecstasy. It's like ecstasy in their brain and they're having these transcendental moments where their bodies are physically transforming. Oh, cool. Like healed people of terminally ill cancer, people coming out of wheelchairs within seven days. Yeah, totally. All they're doing is believing that they are a new person. That's it. Yep. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. All of, all of this stuff is biblical. And he even talks about it, like going into divine love. Yeah. Like you have to know that you are loved. For these for these realities to even come forth. Yeah. Brilliant, dude. I it love is. God. But what if and he well, they did this, so they took a collective consciousness of people then they were focusing on their belief of how they were one and how they were love and how they were all intricately connected mm-hmm. and that there was no separation between them or through divine love, like divine love is not separate from them and their computer systems that were tracking the energy in their room. Yeah. Like randomized and both basically broke because of the collective consciousness. Cool. 
And it's like, to me, if we would all go into that mind, yeah, we would radically change. Yeah. Like if there was a true, to, and to me, that's what the church should be. It's that yeah. collective consciousness of knowing that they are loved yep. and releasing that power within us all. Yeah. Anyways, because we're just connecting it. to him. I To me, that's what worship, like when people really connect, yeah. it's the collective consciousness. Yeah. Everybody's in the vein. Everybody's connected to him, like your dream. Yeah. Everybody's aware that I am in God and God's in me and I'm with him and I'm connected to him. And these are my brothers and these are my family. And Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, look at the, look, speaking of collective consciousness, that one will freak people out, but it's like, he's in us, we're in him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, you can see it in the world and it's all these systems have been built to keep people collectively in a, you know, they say that, you know, People don't have ideas. Ideas have people. Oh, so that you've got the you know the media, food systems, all of these things saying this is who you are. This is your identity. The mm-hmm. whole identity thing is a incredible crisis right now. Totally. But what happens when one of those people finds out they're loved by God and feels it, and knows it? Then that breaks. It it helps to shatter that cycle a little bit. Totally. And I think what's cool about it. Is like the the enemy darkness has like has these intricate systems and it mm. probably you probably had to work real hard to keep those things running you know yeah to keep people sh- hidden from who they are mm-hmm. but when when these little pockets find out people come out and demonstrate it there's no slowing it down so there's no good. stopping it at least but it's cool talking about that because you can see you can clearly I I think you can clearly see the machines that are built to keep people mm-hmm. in those cycles. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah. The, I mean, the freaking media. That's that hive mentality though. Yeah, that's it. Like everybody, if you can get, get people to believe a certain narrative, I I think that's what this whole deal is. is yeah. And what when you're will born you put into your belief? a narrative too, when you're born into it. Totally. If you can put your whole soul, your whole being into it, it mm-hmm. gives it power. Yeah. And they know that it gives them power. Yep. They can perpetuate fear. They can perpetuate, I mean, I think it's all fear outside sure. of it. Yeah, pretty Even much. the medical system. All of it, You yeah. know, like. Yep. Man, I've had so many people that I've talked with that are like, yeah, I don't really like the medical system, but then this really bad thing happened and I had to go. You turn to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's this false sense of security that it's like, man. It's got you believing that things only can be one direction. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the safety net. To me, that's a freaking religious church. People yeah. just think that that's the safety net. Right. Like, oh, you <laughs> yeah. can't get too far out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Or if so, a hornet flies up your nose, do we need to go to the ER? Or, yeah. It's always, especially when it's an emergency, when it yeah. comes down to like, I'm choking. Or something. Totally. You know, I've had several scares of that with Bexley. Yeah. Where I've almost, I've gone to the, I've gone to the ER with myself and every single time I feel like a dodo. Really? Every time. Because I'm like, I knew that. I knew that to not be true, but I let fear whip me. Yeah. I let fear be my steer. And that happened, it happened with Bexley. Yeah. 
like I thought she broke her wrist and I kind of laugh because I'm like every time it puts me more at a disadvantage like I have to pay more money <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah but um it's this whole false sense of security yeah that you think that the system is going to make you feel secure in something it's strategic and then even there's even the fear of if I don't do it then what if it's really bad for for her oh yeah and then I'm this irresponsible yeah and then you have shame neglectful yeah so it's yeah it's very intricate little web there oh that yeah has been built yeah and all it does is try and whip your belief yep but if we were living according to what the Lord says mm-hmm. according to the Bible that full belief yeah it's like oh oh we just heal the arms it's there's like you're you know you're choking no we just we take care of that now that's it <laughs> And I know that's what he's leading us into is that full belief. And he's reinforcing it, you know, he's reinforcing it. And I love the patience of it. I love Mm -hmm. the slowness of it. It's like my people will understand and believe this. And I'm not worried that they're not there yet. Yep, exactly. I actually wrote that. I said, what if right now I'm just getting my faith boots? Mm -hmm. What if I am actually called to take greater steps of faith in bold acts? Yeah. And I was just like, that hit me, like just writing it. I was like, no, that's what I'm doing. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. Is I am, I am being trained to take massive steps later in faith where it looks actually delusional. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Yeah. But it started, the whole thing about Bexley is there was a, there was an incident that I was like literally freaking out about. And I was like. Felt so silly, but I was like, no, I'm going to pray about it. So I like took a deep breath and I was just, as I was taking a breath, because I was actually going to try and pray about it. Yeah. The Lord said before I could even exhale, he was like, she's fine. (laughs) And when he said she's fine, it was literally like wind came across my face. And I was like, oh, I didn't even have to pray about it. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like silly. It's just like assurance there. Yeah. But it's just turn your, turn your heart towards that direction. Yeah. Look for another option. Yeah. Look for his option, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just silly and fun. But yeah, the ER thing is hilarious to me. I just, I think I would, I would probably die <laughs> before I went, unless I, I don't know. And I really, I was thinking about that. I was like, at what point are you? <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, at what point, James, do you panic? At what point do you give up? And go say, I need medical attention or whatever. As soon as God says, go to the ER. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That's a good one. As soon as God actually tells yeah. me, if it's not my idea, mm-hmm. I'm not going. Yeah. That happened. That oh, that happened with Zach's appendix. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, you're saying that. Yeah. Like we thought it was ripped, blah, blah, blah. My sister gave us medical advice. Yeah. And he's fine now. He's like back to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we, I wasn't going to go. We like, I laid hands on him. I prayed for him. I yeah. was like, we're not going. Well, in his mind was also that, right? Oh, of like, Zach I'm was like, be this healed. is not, yeah. Yeah, excellent. But he was exhibiting every single symptom of an appendicitis. <laughs> yep. Pretty sure it was. I mean, to be honest, everybody's like, well, there's some mimicking, but my sister's a nurse practitioner, checked him out. She was like, hey, he needs to go to the ER. Really cool story that happened that night. Um, 
where Bexley actually saw something in the spirit told us. Actually, she saw two things. The one thing I just trusted her. And so we prayed it out. Yeah. And and the second thing I saw the same thing that she saw. And which was cool. But, and then that morning we woke up and I felt that I was like, no, we're supposed to go. Like, that's weird, but I think we need to, I think we need to do that. Yeah. We ended up having the biggest blessing come out of it. Yeah. Cool. It was just like, it actually ended up being a divine appointment for us to actually be set up in a better way. Yeah. And it's like that, that's how the kingdom works, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really, really beautiful about that too, is you weren't so absolute about it. Mm -hmm. You were open to, if he says to go to the ER, you went. Yeah. That's another one's like, I'm not going to that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you're... just the other side of the coin. Yeah. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. But I just thought that was sweet. It was like, yeah. The guy wouldn't touch Zach's appendix, wouldn't do anything about it. <laughs> do you know what's crazy? After we left the ER, he did not have an ounce of pain the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yep. That's cool. Minus when he threw up on the way home, but that's another thing. But it, there was no pain there. Sure. Like it, there was no appendix pain after that, mm-hmm. I should say. Hmm. But it's just cool. It's like, what if we lived with extreme faith? Yeah. But what's that? Where is that scripture? I don't remember. But it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Yeah. It's like our faith isn't just like, man, I heard somebody say this on, and they were like, you know, you just have to have faith in your relationship with God. You have to have faith that it's going to be good. Yeah. It's like, you don't need faith in your relationship with God. You need connection. Yeah. And the faith is actually hearing him. Yeah. And so you just stand on whatever he says. Well, it's a scripture you just said. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, to me, that was like a backwards mind. But (laughs) it's like, what if we just stood on it? What if we asked him, what is your, what is your word in this? Yeah. What do you say? Because Jesus is the word, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, what are you in this? Yeah. Where are you in this? The key. Yeah. Have um, you ever had anything like that? Were well, you like, we're kind of hell bent on one thing and then the Lord told you something else or somebody in your life was hell bent on one thing and the Lord said something else. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure all the time. He's like, yeah, it's my whole flipping life. <laughs> it's about all of it. Yeah. And I, yeah, it is. Nothing specific comes to mind, mm. but yes. Feels like it could be. <laughs> Pretty frequently, yeah. In a lot of different arenas, too. Sorry. No, you're good. I don't uh, have a... You pop these questions on me. I have to think for a very long time to I get know. anything. I'm sorry. I'm so spur of the moment. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> I like the questions. I think the audience is left... <laughs> Is let down a lot. You're like, what's the question? James just short circuits and shuts off. <laughs> Can't process questions. You should start doing uh, like robot sounds. Beep boop, beep boop, yeah. boop boop, yeah. pop. That little dial up sound when the yeah. internet's loading. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be hilarious. You should just insert that sound in there. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No. Well, I think that's what we're talking about. The whole collective consciousness thing, the hive mind, I think that's what we're talking about. The world's hell-bent on one way. Mm -hmm. It's so a hell-bent machine going in this direction. I love that you always smash on like the eight to five 
job life. Yeah. Like that work week system. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a grid. That's one of those things in itself. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that collectively, too. On Monday, I mean, when you're out and about or whatever, you can feel it in the city. And you oh, can yeah. just feel it. Friday, you can feel it. Where it feels a little lighter. A little lighter. You can feel it. Thursdays, almost there. You can feel it. Sundays, suck, because we're about to start back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, smash that one. I don't remember what I was saying. I'm sorry. No, but it's it's that. It's those systems and everything that are so hell-bent in that one direction. Mm-hmm. And it's our honor to reverse it or yeah. dismantle it, I would say. Dismantle it with him and dismantle it with the truth. And it takes faith, like acting on those moments of faith. That's mm-hmm. what builds that. That's what puts it in the other area. And we always have situations that we can act on it, have that faith. I love, you said that one, I don't know if you were saying that to me or if we were talking at dinner, that one, I don't remember when that was, but it was recently. But you were like, we have these opportunities all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's so flipping true, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. we have opportunities all day long to reverse this. Start with the little things. Mm -hmm. Start with the little tiny things. Yeah. They're everywhere. And so simple. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look for an opportunity. Yep. (laughs) No, I think a really cool thing, I was going to do this, but like in my own life, what does freedom look like? You know, like what are spaces that I have surrendered into like pressure or... Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what it looks like when you're, when you don't feel free, you feel pressure. Yeah. You feel anxiety, you feel, but like, what are the areas of my life that I feel free in and what areas do I feel pressure mm-hmm. and be able to like weigh those with the Lord to unlock yourself out of the pressure of stuff Yeah, or let him unlock that, those pressure points, mm-hmm. if you will. Nope. I think that's all. Bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode of the Ancient Way podcast, drop us a like, share with your friends, share with your family. And if you'd like to support us and what we are doing, and you would like to uh, play a direct role in our growth and things that we do in the future. We have a donation spot at the bottom of our show notes. So you can click on that, give however much you want. Uh, We appreciate absolutely everything. We appreciate our listeners um, and everybody that's already come alongside and encouraged us and even everybody that's been on our show. So Mm -hmm. thanks guys.